is that all about? I was going to say that uh, with, with the old mic setup and without, well, specifically without the, the board and everything, and maybe it is recording it the same way, but we didn't get your mouse click today to begin the intro like Sorry. we always do. But then we got the chair squeak anyway. Well, I tend to. So that's try what to, that it's, was. It's been a while since we've listened to the theme song because we've been recording on the couch. I tried to actually edit the mouse click out. Usually, well, you still got the chair squeak. Yeah, in there. That's all right. Every time, too, and that's why I interrupted our theme song. Welcome today. to Couch Grouches. This is Jim. I'm Joe. Uh, <laughs> That's a little. That was a little spicy there, Joe. <laughs> yeah, it's a little, a little too close. See, deep throating I'm the mic. Joe. <laughs> I'm Gonzo. <laughs> so, yeah, things may sound a little bit different this week. We're using. Um, well, we're, it'll be different than the previous couple of weeks. That we're different than the weeks and months before. So, this is still different than the usual yeah. setup. The usual table setup. We're actually using we're in variant number three now. Well, no, we're back to like variant. No, first of all, no, we're back to Couch Grouch's one point. No, this no, no, is, no, 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 no. This is Couch Grouch's two point five. Did we did we release real episodes from this table recording what with you, that and these mics? Yes, because that was our rig for a while. What do you count as one point though? Because the, oh, the right, unreleased right, because, Star Wars because I count we need as to see version them. zero. Because now I don't get to see the levels. No, they're just the bars. Right. Right. Joe used to be able to see these levels. Yeah. yeah. We're back to the good old times. Joe, tell me what the level. Tell me about them. He levels. can't see the levels I right now at all. Joe, Only I can. But Joe, you gotta tell me. About so the levels. we are. So for those of you that are other podcasters, That's right, I'm bringing levels back. And there's some you of you out there. It. What we're doing right now is we're recording directly into my uh, H4 Zoom H4N recorder. Um, really, like we do, used to do it back in the day. The way that we used to do it back in the day was, um, there it is. Well, version zero was we had a bunch of mics plugged in directly to the laptop. Wasn't that Star Wars? No, I think we did that with did this. Did we have this recorded? We did that with that, yeah. You remember the time we were going to watch all the Star Wars? Yeah, and then we got drunk. We got, and so I fell asleep. We did get drunk. We you got fell asleep. through episode five. No, we didn't. We did because we got through we got through the prequels. No, I thought Jim was asleep by episode three. We got through episode three. We we, got, we did not. I, I remember doing a second part where yeah, we were I think on, we did split. We were on original trilogy because we could we were did we? not we did not get through all of them in one night. I will tell you that um, that is a thirteen hour process. It it's un <laughs> it's unlistenable. Yeah, uh, it's it's pretty bad. Well, just um, the the quality alone was. Not good, and then we were drunk. Taking it back to Couch Grouch's 2.5 mouth sounds. <laughs> Jesus Christ! This is what you get when you don't have a spit guard in front of me. Yeah. Because with the well, pop guard, I guess technically. Yeah, that's what's good. With the pop guard in front of me, I can't get close enough to get them real juicy mouth sounds. But now I can go back to eating the microphone cover like I used to. You remember that, Joe? I do remember that. You remember that? I got. I got to remember that. I need to actually be on the mic. Yeah. So I'm going through right now, looking at some old Couch Grouch's files. <laughs> yeah, what do we got? I got? We got some shit. We got anything? Uh, anything good? This isn't the time. We we should. This is not yeah. something that we should test live. I don't. Necessarily there's a lot agree. of things. There's a lot of things that we didn't episodes, put out for good yeah. reasons. There are some things that we recorded that we're grouching after dark that. Cannot see the light of day. Oh, I agree. Oh, I know that. I know that. I mean, it is it is definitely 
Not like, an exercise for live experimentation. Like if you decide to click through just to be like, hey, listen to this thing, just make sure it's not the one with Dan and Austin. Because that's the worst one. Yeah, I heard that's about that. That's the worst one. I heard about <laughs> I that. I mean, some shit went down on that one. Uh, Austin, Austin or Dan, if you're listening, you remember... <laughs> Well, uh, the funny thing about w- the funny thing about that was it was you know when uh, Austin tried to convince you to move to Boston. Yeah. Um, and How, you, how's that going, by the way? You moving to Boston? I'm not. No. All right. As of now, that is. I as of that. as of now, it seems like Austin is planning on moving to Connecticut at some point. Although now that might be changing. Right. So. Yeah. yeah. Where is he going to move instead of Connecticut? Massachusetts. Somewhere else in Massachusetts. Yeah. <laughs> or, and hear me out, Austin. Who I always forget if you do or don't listen to this. Like you can does. move to Connecticut. We have this conversation every time I bring him up. And it's always going to be me saying, I don't remember if he listens. You're going to say, I think he does. Then we sort of come full circle <laughs> and decide that he does. And then next week, I'm going to forget. It's not a bit that I do. Austin, I legitimately just don't have. Austin, if you're I, listening. No, I've asked him to do that, too. If you're listening, just send it in the D&D chat. No, I've asked, send an I email. have asked him to do that specifically. <laughs> and. It might be the fact that I have the D&D chat on mute, and, and Austin, but I don't think he has. Austin, I don't want you to send a message that just says, yes, I listen to Couch Crouches. I want you to send a message that says, like, rubber baby boogie bumpers. That way we know that you had to listen to get to the part where I say what to put in the message. I'm pretty sure I tried that, too. Listeners, am I insane, or have <laughs> I tried this exact tactic with Austin? I know you did it with someone before. You what? did it with someone last week. Did I? I think so. What did I do la- what did we do last week? Was last week last we- week was the Mandalorian. He is correct. <laughs> no, that doesn't make sense, but there's already two episodes. Yeah, because the second one came out on Friday. The first one came out on Tuesday. The day Disney Plus dropped. And the second one came out on Friday and the rest of them are dropping oh. on Friday. Yes. Okay, I guess that does <laughs> make sense then. Yeah. yeah. All right, yeah, mate, I got you. So I'm looking through the um, the archives right now. Um, now our show on Podbean goes back to um, February 2017, right? Where we did uh, we cast Preludes and Nocturnes. Now I did an archive. I remember that. Kinda. I did show our. I did do archival stuff of our original yeah. shows. Um, so, um, what was our very, very first episode? Our ever? first episode that we released? No, no, our first one that we actually sat down and attempted to record was and Star thought Wars. was a good idea. Was Star that Wars Star Wars? Was the first? Yeah, the first one we ever released was Ant Man. Ant Man was the first one released. The yeah, first thing yeah. that we ever tried to do as a podcast was Star Wars. Was the drunken Star Wars that will never be released? Our first Is episode? that one that we could just click into now to hear a bit of unlistenable noise? It's exactly what I'm looking for, and I don't know where the fuck it because is. Because that one might be interesting. The only unlistenable noise that I want to hear is I want to get a snippet of the five hours that we recorded on Batman v Superman where Gonzo's going through his treatise on why horses are terrorism for Zack you Snyder. You know what? <laughs> of all of the things that I remember from that, that's the one that I want to stick with. <laughs> um, I did find that uh that that long like five thousand something word or seventeen hundred I don't remember how long it was it was a it was a thesis paper it was a it seven was, page yeah. paper it was a paper yeah it was um, definitely a paper. I, I did find that 
and I've often threatened to just bring that back up in on this podcast and go through bits and pieces. That could be my rant segment. Is and now from the ramblings. I but, still, but the the one thing that I still still believe is Zack Snyder thinks horses are terrorists. <laughs> I, he definitely thinks they're an allegory for ter- terrorism. I I I agreed with you one hundred percent when you said that. I I'm definitely behind you there, sir. You see, that's really like my approach to everything in life. I'm gonna just start throwing sound at stuff, and eventually someone will agree with it, and then I can be the president. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ! Ah, he took it back there. Hey, kid, you wanna shoot a president? It's let's, let's isolate that, <laughs> but before he tells us the context, <laughs> hey, before he tells us this is from assassins, yeah. Um. Yeah, I got some. I got some shit here. Hey Joe, how have you been? How was your week? I've been, you know. Jim's busy digging through archival stuff, so I took a mental I'll health day today. Yeah, I've been I've been thinking about it for a couple weeks, and today was the day where I woke up and I went, "I'm just not gonna get out of bed." Yeah, those are good days. <coughs> so um, I stayed in bed and played Pokemon Shield for like ten hours. How is it? Uh, here's the thing: I was gonna cancel my pre-order for a little bit. Yeah, but by the time I went to cancel it, it was already too late, and they had shipped my package. And I said, <laughs> if I already paid for the game, and it's already coming to my house. So I might as well play the game because it is still Pokemon. And as much as you know, hey Joe, yeah, I'd ship your package. <laughs> yeah, but for all of the flaws and things that Game Freak lied about, it is still a fun Pokemon game. All right. It is, it, you know, it's the the. The Dynamax and Gigantamax mechanics are kind of dumb. I have no idea what those are. It basically turns your Pokemon into Godzilla. Okay. uh, For three turns in the battle. Um, It's, again, a lot like Sun and Moon, super simplified mechanics. I never Um, played those ones. I just just never got them. I am... uh, Everybody... On my current team, other than my uh, Ponyta, is completely evolved. Um, Ponyta got a new form, and it's a psychic type, which is kind of cool. So they've been okay. doing this thing. So since Sun and Moon, they've been doing this thing where they take old Pokemon and give them new like forms. Was with it, different was that typings. the uh, the Alola? Was yeah, that Sun so, and Moon? So Sun and Moon was Alola. Yeah. So oh, they okay. had the Alolan forms. Now they so have, I understand that. Yeah. Then. So they they. Um, Weezing got a new type. Weezing is fairy type. Uh, Ponyta is psychic type. I don't like type. that. Um, a couple other ones got some new types, but I don't really... I'm not remembering them right now. Oh, Zigzagoon got, is dark type. Okay. And it looks like a member of KISS. <laughs> uh, so Chad's been playing a lot of that new Star Wars game. I haven't played it yet. Oh, the... The, the Souls-like. Fallen Order or whatever? Yeah. He's been I think Ellie's got that too. So I found um who? Ellie. Ah. So I found uh, Couch Grouch's number one on SoundCloud back when I was that SoundCloud. was that Star Wars? No, it's not no no, I never posted Star Wars. I just I was I'm what, what was our SoundCloud number one? Was that Ant Man as think well? It was Ant-Man. It was Ant-Man, yeah. Oh, okay. It's basically when I decided not to pay for SoundCloud anymore because it was so ridiculously expensive. Like I'll pay for Podbean. Podbean's very reasonable and it's reputable. Yeah, well, I mean, SoundCloud's extremely reputable. If you're a rapper, if you're a rapper, yeah, you know. But yeah, we don't have enough face tattoos to be a SoundCloud rapper. 
Yeah. I was going to say, uh, some people I know were not rappers on SoundCloud, but then they all moved to Bandcamp. Yeah. But I think that's because you can, like, set yeah. real prices on Bandcamp. Yes, you can. So, I don't blame them. Uh, I was gonna, I was gonna ask the, oh, I remember. Hey, listeners, dear listeners, my friends, my forbidden loves. Can you tell that I got like two hours of sleep last night? Has it become apparent yet? Are you asking the listeners or are you asking? Are you currently listening to me? (laughs) Joe, are you my forbidden lover? (laughs) I just didn't know who you were at. I, I didn't know if that was the question for listeners or if it you was were a question us. for everyone listening to me. Okay, so that includes you. I right cannot now. tell that you're on two hours of sleep. No, I'm doing pretty good then. I think you're doing all right. That's good. I think the time will come that that Wall may change. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like get a couple hours. You'll know, get like an hour or two in in the show. Like it wasn't. It wasn't even a. Yeah, an hour or two into the show, at that point, I will become incredibly cranky, <laughs> and then it will be obvious. Well, it's exactly a good thing we're not going two hours because of our new. Uh, Are we still recording? <laughs> yeah, th- we're only thirteen minutes in. Our new what? Our new. We're sticking to ninety minutes. That's what we announced. Okay, so how many times have we when announced? Did we announce that? We talked about it. On, on our, so far, all of our episodes have stuck to the ninety-minute format since we decided we're doing a ninety-minute format. Yeah, so just like the last time we decided to stick to a ninety-minute <laughs> format, that lasted like what? Four episodes, yeah, and well, then we do pretty good. No, no, we have, but in the past, it's it's we've tried to do that before as well. So, so let's not break this streak. I yeah, guess. that's fine. <laughs> because as previously mentioned, about the two hour mark will be the I'm really cranky time. So I believe the episodes in question are on my other hard drive. Okay. So I'll just have to dig them up and see if we can. Well, what we should do is if you find them, maybe we prepare a couple good. Clips. Well, I was thinking that's what I was going to do. Is actually what we'll do is. Uh, instead of just like releasing like an archive, we'll actually do a clip show. Oh boy! Where we'll listen to we, it and react to are it. Are we at the point where we can do a clip show? Is that? Cause, well, we can do a clip show <laughs> of never before released. When was the first content Simpsons clip show? Because if they did it, then we should be able to. They've had a couple. Simpsons has done a lot of clip shows. Yeah, but like the first one, they call it out specifically. Yeah. So right now, we only have um, 81 episodes on Podbean. I feel like Simpsons' first clip show might have been episode 100. Uh, so it's come to this. A Simpsons clip show is April 1st, 1993. Practical hey, Joe puts Homer in the hospital. That where came the out the day that I was born. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's your birthday episode. That's my birthday episode. 1993. I was a junior in high school. But so it's season four, episode eighteen. Or was I a sophomore in high school? I don't remember what that was. Season four, episode eighteen, and its name is legitimately. So it's come to this colon, a Simpsons clip show. And if you remember, this is the one where uh, it's got some of those classic things you still see. It's the one where. Uh, Isn't it hosted by Troy McClure? Is that that? Is that no, that clip show? That's no, the thi- second clip this show. one. I- yeah, that's the second yeah. one. This one is. Uh, I gotta be on the mic. This one oh, is you're doing okay. Bart uses the paint shaker to shake up the can of Duff, and it explodes oh, and yeah. puts Homer in a coma. That's right. And so the whole episode <laughs> is uh, just a clip show, <laughs> framed as Homer's coma dreams. <laughs> so so yeah, that, is, that isn't that the one that ends with him getting more and more pissed off at Bart in his uh, 
EKG yeah. monitor starts forming Bart's head as it beeps. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. These are things that I've wasted my memory <laughs> on. That and Futurama episode titles, though I don't I don't think Chad listens to us. He might. He mentioned he did at one point, perhaps. So he'll call me out on it. We tried to play the game the other day. I, pl- I play this game with him generally when we're out drinking, which is, hey, Chad, bring up like a synopsis of a Futurama episode, and I will tell you the title. I used to be really good at it for no real reason. Now uh, I'm not so hot. I think it's because it's not on any streaming services anymore, so I can't just binge it again. Yeah. For the fifth time. <laughs> so I'm uh this year. So I just binged um all of Brooklyn Nine Nine. And yeah. of course there's new seasons coming out. And I don't uh, know why I keep sitting back from the microphone. It doesn't work. <laughs> I mean you're picking up just not as well. My uh my kid likes the show quite a bit. Yeah. So we finished it and of course we're watching it again now. So because there's only so many times we can watch, you know, Frasier. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's only so much Frasier you can watch. Right. With Daniel Tiger. Oh my God! So much fucking Daniel Tiger. Oh my God! I'd say he grows out of it, but no, actually, he he's gonna have a a couple more. He's got a few years. A of couple Daniel more Tiger. years of that. I feel like I've got at least five years of Daniel Tiger well, so, happening. In so so here's life. the thing: is eventually, because there's only a a finite amount of. I mean, he'll he'll want to watch the new episodes, but he'll get tired of the ones. He'll want to stick to specific ones, which could either be more annoying or less annoying, right? Depending on which one he picks. Listen, as long as it's not the one where he <coughs> sings the song to his dumb sister about <laughs> "Don't be afraid of the fireflies." Why is she? Oh, that was what? last week before what you got child there. Is afraid of fireflies. Daniel Tiger's sister, apparently. Yeah, um, and she doesn't. A, a eat child whose parent, a child whose parents flicks lit cigarettes at them. I, mean, I don't know. No, you take that back. Daniel Tiger is <laughs> set in a wonderful intellectual property where no one flicks cigarettes at children. <laughs> well, also, Daniel Tiger's dad is the tiger from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Yes, he is. Yeah. His yeah. dad is Daniel Tiger. Yeah, he's he's Daniel Tiger Jr. Yeah. So I'm yeah, they're all, sure. they're all they're all the children of, of the characters. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that Fred Rogers would not have raised Daniel Tiny Tiger Sr. to flick cigarettes at I don't know her name. Mrs. Tiger. Pat- no, the the child. Patricia? Oh, uh, Margaret. God, I was way too close <laughs> with, like, <laughs> shitty white women Specifically old people names for children. Wait, is it Margaret? It's got to be Beverly. Margaret. No, it's... it's. What about... um? Oh, what, what's another... Gertrude. Those are some old Helen. people names. What... Joe? Yeah. Off the top of your head, give me an old okay, it person is, name. Okay, it is Margaret. Okay. A female or male? I don't know, you can pick one. Beatrice. Yeah. Uh, um, by the way, since we're talking, since I'm going to just, while he's thinking about it, I do want to say that my um, my boy did uh, did turn one uh, on Friday, last Friday. Gorfis. <laughs> what? <laughs> I said Gorfis. You said Glorbo. I feel like that was, that was just too close. <laughs> I once knew a woman named Clovis. <laughs> Clovis. Oh dear. I wanted to say Riptide. <laughs> Riptide. Riptide's the name of a shitty villain in the X-Men. Yeah. And yeah, a bad yeah. TV show from the 80s. What about um Ah, man. <laughs> okay. I was like um, I can't think of an old person name. Riptide. 
Oh, Grandpa Riptide. So you, you went with... Far out, dude. I'm Grandpa Riptide. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Arunus someone, Blamfort. <laughs> some, someone else take this conversation away from me. I can't be trusted with it anymore. I'm... Uh, Joe, you got any news? Jim, you got I'm any news? Yeah, you know, screw it, Joe. We always start with you. Jim, you got any news? Um, well, no, kinda. Jim. What? How was your week? My week? Wait, someone's asking about my week? Yeah, and I'm the one doing it, apparently. Um, my week, um, <laughs> my week has not been great. No? Huh? No, my, um, my house is a disaster because we're desperately trying to get it ready for, uh, the birthday party on Sunday. And it doesn't look too bad. And Thanksgiving. Between you and me, it looked a little worse last week. Oh my god, it was horrible last week. So like I wouldn't say that your house is a disaster right now. Um I would. I would. It's not where I want it to be. Although I will say the the podcast nook has definitely been cleaned up. The nook is clear Mm -hmm. now. Well, I bought a unit to uh organize (laughs) all my cables. (laughs) Yes, unit. Unit. Hey Joe. I'd buy your unit. Uh, to organize all the cables and things to put it away. I, I need one more Joe's penis joke in order to make it comedic. Okay. Oh, wait. It'll Joe's come. penis is the joke. That's there you go. Three. There you go. Um, I'm sorry, Joe. I love you. I figured you were going to bounce off of my it'll come comment. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> we all know that Joe... Regrets. Bo- we all know that Joe bottoms out on a, a shot glass. So yes. It's, you know. All right. So... Regrets. Anyway... Um, so yeah, my week, that house is kind of a mess. Um, I don't like it. Um, I've, uh, work is kicking my ass. Um, uh, what else? Uh, we took the, so as I said, my son turned, uh, Peter turned, uh, one on, uh, last Friday. So uh, what did you get him? Uh, we got him some toys. Okay, but you know what we got him? You know what we got him uh, the, uh, yesterday? We got him his one year uh, doctor's appointment. No, that's horrible. Nobody wants that. And that was um, four shots, four Ooh. immunizations. Which one of you brought him? We both did. We went together. <coughs> oh, so you're we both. Together. You're both the awful people. Yes. So yeah, we 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 brought him, and uh, he was uh, just not in a good mood in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. The last time we took him um, was his nine month, and he hasn't grown, and he hasn't gained any weight, so we're flipping out. And the doctor's like, nah, dude, first of all, he grew super quick in height, and as for his weight, I imagine he's a lot more physically active, to which the response is, oh, hell yes. <laughs> like, mm. no, he's burning calories, dude. He's fine. I'm he like, oh, toddles okay. now, I've been told. Um, he does something far more frightening than toddling. Yeah, he's a climber. Ah, and he is a a very accomplished climber. Um, the doctor also was very surprised at how strong he is. Peter strong. is Peter, he is very strong. So I'm convinced that my worst nightmare is going to come true. He's going to grow up to be a jock that beats the shit out of me. Yeah. So, well. So yeah, that's that's you know I could still ruin him psychologically for you. Get on that. Um, Joe could probably help. Joe, aren't you trained in that? To ruin children psychologically? I mean, not that part specifically. <laughs> but He's like, saying that your psychological training could be used to manipulate a yeah, child. Sure. If you were to choose to use your yeah. powers for evil, then I could, yes. I, could, I could be Purple Man, sure. 
<laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Gonna get rapey on? <laughs> then you'd be David Tennant. And that's okay. Rapey David Tennant. That's true. Yeah. Um, a David Tennant that does not know the meaning of consent. I love how many of those voice actors from the DuckTales, the new DuckTales that I recognize. Speaking of rapey, what? <laughs> no, David Tennant. Oh, is David Tennant on? on yeah, the he's Scrooge, Scrooge McDuck. McDuck. I haven't watched it. Yeah. But, so, uh, but I have played the remake of the Nintendo game. Mm-hmm. We talked about that. I'm surprised at just how many of those voice actors I recognized only because of BoJack Horseman. Yeah. yeah. I mean, specifically Margot Martindale. I have never watched BoJack Horseman. Like specifically Margot Martindale's voice, I heard it. I'm like, wait a minute, I know that, and I didn't know who it was except she plays herself on BoJack. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've never seen an I episode. If I, if I, People tell me BoJack Horseman is like really um, like sad, depressing. Uh, I hear that all the time. I don't. Know. I don't. I don't want to go into an analysis of it right now because. On the one hand, I like it, but also I could see where it could almost be like a, a r- different Rick and Morty to different people. You yeah, know, where I've, some, al- I've also never watched absolutely an episode. Yeah. in love with it, and then really they're the yeah. ones who are awful, awful people. Yeah, yeah, I've also never watched an episode of Rick and Morty before either. Rick and Morty can also be a show that is very depressing if you yeah look into the actual yeah. context of the things going on. Yeah, there are a couple moments. So, <clears throat> looking at a, a couple of good um, old lady names, I have Agatha, mm, that's Agnes, an um, Antonia. Uh, obviously, I'm looking off of a list. Uh, let's try to think. Let's let's look for a good one, a really good one. Um, so, uh, otherwise, news. Um, I have some news. I well, you know what? No, we we, we, we I guess. We, We've talked about my week. Um, Joe, how was your week? Um, I feel like I asked that one. Yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, I... Uh, I'm going to come to you next. I called out of work today for a mental health day. Oh, yeah, you did ask just, that. Shut yeah. up, Joe. <laughs> no, keep going. It's You know, I've just been trying to recharge oh, right. myself and, and get back to... I forgot. I'm not allowed to keep phones near the, the cables because we start to get... Oh, yeah, you do. The there it CDMA is. There noise. it is. Um, you know, just trying to get back to my life and and trying to work out. We, uh, Janine and I, have attempted to figure out like a dinner schedule so that we don't have to eat out <laughs> as much and and can actually eat healthy meals and things like my that. My wife are in the s- my wife and I are in the same yeah. problem. So you know, it's uh, that baby totally looks like an Albert. <laughs> an Albert, he does look an Albert. Yeah, I found a list of uh, twenty five old baby names that are totally coming back. Huh. On babygaga.com. I, I graduated high school with a kid named Albert. He had a giraffe neck. Wow. Gonzo, how was your week? Uh, what day is it currently? Today is Wednesday. What What did I do since last Wednesday? You uh, bought a train set. Yeah, I totally bought a train set while awake at 4.30 in the morning this morning. Uh, again, audience, listeners, dear close friends... I'll tell you all my secrets. <laughs> and that secret was I was out drinking last night, and then for some reason I stayed awake until 4.30 because that's a great thing to do before I have to go to work a couple hours later. Uh, but, yeah, I bought a train set. Um, I suppose I went drinking 
I hung out with Joe at his apartment twice, which is far more than I have ever hung out with Joe at his apartment before. It's okay. I've never been invited to Joe's apartment. Joe looks like he's trying to think. I'm trying to think because I... Part of me feels like we invited you at one point, but I don't remember. No. It's all right. No, you haven't. You still haven't... It's only down the street from my house. You also have not invited me to your apartment. To your apartment, Gonzo. That's true. I... I've invited like Joe once to help me build things, yeah. and that's actually the extent of the amount of people that I've invited to my apartment. Really. Whereas I open my home <laughs> to you on a regular basis. This is also a home, <laughs> and not an apartment. Listen, if uh, listen, so if, I, be, if I had an apartment, I would invite to you to be my fair, apartment. The amount of space that we occupy in your home amounts to about apartment level of <laughs> hanging out in the first place. Fair we enough. move from this table. To that couch. Uh, so, yeah, that's about apartment <laughs> worth. That's yeah. actually a small apartment worth. Sometimes you get to the kitchen. It's like a full Sometimes, apartment yeah. worth. Okay, yeah. No, I'll give you that. And bathroom. Well, yeah. yeah we don't <laughs> visit in the bathroom, though. No, no. We don't hang out in there. Well, sometimes people are standing outside the bathroom while somebody's in it. That's, yeah, that's like true. visiting in the that's bathroom. That's true. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> a lot less so than, like, Josh's house. Uh, my friend of the show, Josh. God, his house's walls are like paper thin. So legitimately, you could be sitting in the bathroom and you'll hear everybody talking in a normal volume in the living room, which is down the hall from from yeah. the bathroom. You'll hear their conversation like you were sitting there. So you, you get over your shy bladder real quick once you realize, oh, we can just continue having this conversation despite the fact that I'm currently vigorously pooping. Well, not not right now. You're not currently vigorously no, pooping. because I'm at the table, not at the couch, kitchen, or bathroom as previously Although indicated. the couch, kitchen, or bathroom would be acceptable places to poop? Well, one of those, yes. Yes, one of those. Definitely one of them. Which one, though? That's the question. I'd say two could be. <laughs> yeah, if you were really desperate, two you, you got be. a big old sink. <laughs> Oh and a garbage disposal. That's the important thing. I prepare <laughs> food in that sink. <laughs> well, it would be I good. wash my son in that sink. Yeah, he so he probably pees. Yeah, that's peeing. Yeah, but still, he's, he's never that, shat. That, and you know, that, if he were to shit in the sink, I wouldn't run it down the garbage <laughs> disposal. Well, but you, you could. You could. It'd probably smell bad for oh. a while, but you can't. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like this. Change the channel. <laughs> what else okay. did I do this last week? Um, fuck. Work, I guess. Blanche. Yeah, that's an old Blanche person's name. Uh, you could say any of the Golden Girls' names are old people names. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What do we got? Edith. Yeah, but then... Esther. Dorothy. How do how do we feel about Dorothy? Dorothy's an old old person's name. Dorothea is even is yeah. You we whip on some Italian on that. It feels kind of Florence. Francis. Dottie. Yeah, Dottie. Uh, Frank. Just Frank in general. I don't know a lot of young Franks. You're I feel Frank. like I feel like if you're young and your name's Frank, it's a family name. And it's, yeah. Imogen. You know. There's an actress named that. <coughs> you know, you, you either die a Bobby or live long enough to see yourself become a Robert. 
Or a Bob. Uh, see, I don't know. Bob. I feel like Bob. See, like Bobby. How do you get Chucky and, from Charles. Um, Chucky to Chuck. How do you get Chuck Dick from Richard? Charles. Well, I could tell you. Consent. <laughs> Consent um, is the answer. <laughs> it's It's the old question how do you get Peggy from Margaret? You want the answer? Yeah. Because Margaret, a short for Margaret, is Meg. Meg rhymes with Peg. Oh, Peg God, is, is this Peggy. some Cockney rhyming sling that's bullshit? What, that's how it happened, dude. Mabel. That's another old woman's name. Lucretia. Yeah. Like Mabel is a cow's name. Matilda. No, that's Mary Bell. No, Mabel, I feel like, could be a good cow's name. Maybe Bell. Mildred. What was I going to look up? Millicent. Inspired by something that was just said. What were See, we talking Millicent, about? Millicent is an old lady name, but Millie is a young person's name. You think? I was. I've. I've. All I've right, known some young Millies. Opal. Pearl. Ruby. Yeah. Pretty much any of your uh, your your, your gemstone pr- precious or semi precious yeah. gems. Yeah. Fuck, I that hate was a long rhyming slang. Article about penis size. Vera. So, uh, our show. <laughs> Joe, you got any news? Uh, I do. I'm not going to read the article about penis size that I was just reading. Well, before we do the news, we need you to. Here's a list of Cockney rhyming slang in common use <laughs> Adam and Eve means believe. Apples what? and pears means stairs. <laughs> what? Ball of chalk. Is slang for walk. <laughs> oh, yeah. And don't forget Barclays Bank, J. Arthur Rank, Jodrell Bank, and Tommy <laughs> Tank, which are all slangs for wank. <laughs> Tommy Tank. I feel like if you're going to... Barnet is hair, because it's short for Barnet Fair, which rhymes with hair. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like if you're going to... I feel like if you're going to... um. <laughs> if, 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 someone, you're gonna, if, if you're gonna recite these, you gotta try to use the accent. If 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 you call someone a Burke, you see, you're calling them the c word, but not not the genitalia one. More of the 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 colloquial yes way that it's used over there, where it's not as as horrible as over here. Uh, but that's because Burke, you see, is short for Berkeley Hunt, <laughs> which rhymes <laughs> with <laughs> yeah. Um, Boat race is face. Mickey bliss is piss, as in take the Mickey equals take the piss equals satirize. See, like you, you've heard like yeah. take the Mickey. Yeah, I've heard and I've heard take the piss. And uh, are you taking the piss? Yeah, yeah, but oh, like Michael Caine. <laughs> Not many people know that. Oh, you, Michael Caine. If you want the size of a tangerine. If you want to get in contact with someone. You ring him up on the dog and bone, which is phone. Which rhymes with phone, yep. God, I fucking hate it. Here's one. The Sweeney, which it's equals like, Sweeney Todd, which equals the Flying Squad, which is a special division of the Metropolitan Police, used as a title of the t- TV series The Sweeney, but The Sweeney equals the Sweeney Todd, which rhymes with the Flying Squad, which is a... God. Now you got minces, right? Minces hey, is pies. Sam, Sam email because in and explain your people. Because minces is short for mince pie, which rhymes with I. So you look someone right in the minces. Sam, explain your people. Vera 
equals Vera Lynn, who was a famous British <clears throat> famous British wartime singer. So Vera equals Vera Lynn, which rhymes with skin or cigarette paper. Example, got any Veras? Or chin or gin. I feel like if you say got any gin, people are going to get that confused with the drink gin. <laughs> Sherbet dab equals taxi cab. I mean, yeah, Sam, Sam, um, I know that these people that we're talking about are probably, you're, you're probably a little more posh than some of these people, but, um, you know. I, th- this East Ender shit has to has to be explained. I'm sorry. Ah uh, yes, when it's cold outside, on your head you would put a tip for because it's short for tit for tat, which rhymes with <laughs> hat. Hat. Like it's you just. <laughs> Why don't you just say hat? I, I mean, well, the, it's so much shorter. They he, just here, say hat. Here's a not great one. These people colonized half of the fucking globe. No, the (laughs) Cockney didn't. That's where they came from. I mean, you could make an argument that that the Cockney colonized Australia, perhaps. Everything everything fucking goes back to the stupid goddamn royal family and the stupid bullshit. Let's uh, not get too deep into that because that's topical. Um, he's got flags last night. Flagged? Speak English to me, Tony. I thought this country spawned the fucking language, and so far nobody seems to speak it. So I uh, thought that was appropriate. You got <laughs> play soon. I so, uh, got out of it. You got tid, which is short for tiddlywink, which rhymes with Chinese person. Oh, that's fucked. This is straight oh. up from a list on Wikipedia. I'm not making this oh, up. Oh, that's fucked up. All right, so... Joe, what do you got for news? So you guys know that meme of like the the uh, guy who's like, uh, d- um, was I supposed to learn or did was somebody going to tell me blank be- or was I just supposed to read it in blank or whatever? Have you ever seen that meme? Nope. Well, it's a meme. So um, I'll take your word for it. Did you guys know that there's a global horseradish shortage? Because I just learned that reading an article about how Burger King is running out of zesty sauce. I did hear that they're running out of zesty sauce. Apparently they're running out of zesty sauce because there's a global horseradish shortage. Maybe this is why I couldn't find the horseradish cheese That's for you. Probably. Um, That's good cheese. So Burger King Burger King is running I, out I've of zesty sauce. I've had some really sauce. good horseradish cheese uh, in my time, yeah. Burger King is also currently getting sued by a vegan... Yeah, this is Jesus which, fucking Christ. Which I just the only reason I bring it up, I don't even want to read the article. I just want to say that because Burger King said in every single press release, including their original press release announcing the Impossible Whopper, that it wasn't a hundred percent vegan friendly because it was cooked on the same broiler as their meat patties. So Burger King already covered their asses. Burger King said it's not going to be vegan friendly. It's cooked on the same broiler. If you're okay with that, if you're vegetarian. You might get a little bit of an upset stomach, but if you're vegan, steer clear of this sandwich. They already said it. Okay. So, so it sounds like basically, I just want to say to this guy, shut the fuck up, drop your lawsuit, and stop going to fucking Burger King if you're a fucking vegan. Yeah, let him keep the fucking lawsuit. He's gonna lose money. On it. <laughs> when my wife was a vegetarian, she used to get a meatless Whopper, but a meatless Whopper was literally everything that's on a whopper without the without the without the, the beef patty. patties so it's like so you got like a lettuce and tomato and onion and pickle sandwich she said hell yeah with yeah. extra pickles um 
and oh, also dude, I'm, I'm, we didn't eat dinner yet. I'm, I'm starving. <laughs> one one last quick thing. Apparently, uh, Taco Bell is launching a uh, a chicken tender meal in order to combat uh, Popeyes and Chick Fil A. So soon you will be able to get chicken tenders from Taco Bell, which I feel like kind of defeats the purpose of being Taco Bell. But that's just my opinion. Um, I have a piece of news that uh, will make Joe happy. It's more of a rumor, but I saw it and I figured I would mention it. Is this the penis length article? No. There's a rumor that um, the uh, upcoming Disney Plus Moon Knight series. Yeah will tie directly in with the upcoming, not yet announced, but the uh, the Mahershala Ali Blade movie. So Moon Knight and Blade are going to have tie-ins together. I'm down for that. I'm very down for that. Like, I think, because, I mean, like, Blade has, not Blade, uh, Moon Knight does do some, new, some, some supernatural shit. Yeah, there's everybody's, so, uh, the most well-known panel of Moon Knight is him walking in going, uh, all right, Dracula, you son of a bitch, where's my money? Where's my fucking money, yeah. <laughs> um, another piece of news um, for you geeks um, like us. And Joe and I have talked about this considerably. Um, D&D's Eberron, Rising from the Last War, yeah. was released. Um, I'm not going to do a review on, although we, we can always do a review for another show. Um, it's good. Yeah. It's good. I like what they've, they've, I like what they've done with it. Um I love the Artificer class um, so much. Did they keep all the subclasses that were in the Artificer Arcana? The, the, th- the three sub, there's three subclasses, but they clean them up nicely. Okay. So there's um, there's Alchemist. Mm-hmm. There's which Alchemist is effectively you can cast all these spells via just like making potions mm-hmm. and shit, and it's like making like specialized potions <laughs> and things like that. And then there's um, what the hell's it called? There's like um, an artillery one, which is effectively yeah. you make turrets. Yep. And then there's just a straight up battle, you know, battle artificer. Oh, so that they, just blows they shit didn't. Up. They didn't keep. There was one. There was one UA that had like five subclasses. Yeah. And one of them was you crafted this book that was essentially like a arcane intelligence that lived inside the that book. That that is not there. Um, that is going to stay in my campaign because I have one character definitely, possibly two, who That's is that cool. subclass. Well, the battle <laughs> one you get to pretty much make like. A mechanical companion. Yeah, right. Which is very cool. Um, I haven't decided which one I'm going with yet. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm playing a um, a and jo- Joe's running a, a game where I'm playing a um, a war forged artificer. Yeah, and it's fun. So, do I have any other news? Um, uh, hey, I got, I got. I don't. Know. No, no, hold on. I'm just gonna say, hey, there's a Star Wars movie coming out. Okay, go ahead, right. go ahead, Gonzo. I actually got kind of two. Go yeah, for it. Go One for of it. which is an update on the Tomb of Horrors excursion. Ah, yes. Um, which I, I guess I'll do second because this one, the other one, is real news and it's kind of quick. And mm-hmm. um, so Activision Blizzard CEO Uh-oh. doesn't think its games should be political. Okay, whatever. A article from Kotaku over here. Uh, Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick or Kotick, I don't, I, I don't know. I think it's Kotick. Doesn't think his company's games should be used as platforms for sharing political views. Okay. He said as much in an interview appearance on CNBC earlier today. Um, you know, Quick had asked Kotick how he's grown in recent years as a CEO. 
Uh, my responsibility is to make sure our communities feel safe, secure, comfortable, and satisfied and entertained. And so I don't think that doesn't con- – this is straight-up quote from him, so it's a little choppy. Uh, and so I don't think that doesn't convey to me the right to have a platform for a lot of political views, I don't think. I think my responsibility is to satisfy our audiences and our stakeholders, our employees, our shareholders. At the same time, Kotick said he is inspired by CEOs who do show leadership in these areas. I think there are some business people who are incredible examples of character and integrity and principle and have what you see are the great attributes of leadership. And I think they're incredibly inspiring for me. But I think, you know, they do have the right to articulate views and visions and voices about government and policy and politics. And I love engaging with these people. Well, unfortunately, he's not one of them. Uh, if if you haven't been paying attention, <laughs> Blizzard was very briefly boycotted due to uh, suspending Hearthstone Pro uh, Blitzchung. Yeah, for uh, the uh, for, for speaking up against for, uh, Hong say, Kong, yeah. liberate Hong Kong during yeah. a post match interview. So they uh, suspended him and uh, denied him all of his prize winnings for the Hearthstone tournament. Which they eventually um, wheeled back on. Yeah, yeah. yeah, ended up giving back the money and apologizing for moving too quickly. Um, he he's still suspended for six months, but if if you if you all remember, Blizzard was boycotted over this. Yeah, and then they announced all the things at BlizzCon, and everyone promptly forgot about boycotting Blizzard because it was right, <sighs> and it's. You know, I don't want politics in my games, he says. Well, no. No, no, no. You just... He, he, he flat out said it, hidden in, in that quote there, too, is it's not that he doesn't want politics in his games. It's that he doesn't want China to stop selling his games and making him that sweet, sweet money. Yeah. So, so, so oh, yeah. I, <sighs> no, and, and you know what? Gonzo, I agree with I agree with your with your exasperation. Um, um, I, I do agree on a business standpoint. So so I'm a very political person. Mm-hmm. You, we all know this. I'm a very political person. I have very um, I have very um, pronounced political beliefs, political ideologies. Um, that being said, I don't feel like everything needs to be politicized and i don't think that video games should be politicized um unless you're someone that is you know if a if you're specifically a video game creator and you want to make a political game you know that that i mean i can see it's 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 rough it's rough because you know it's that point at what point are video games art because all art is political, no matter what. All art has some. It, it just it it is. Um, I truly believe that. So I, I guess it's it's a difficult question. I understand from a business standpoint why you don't want to p- be political because you want to have the widest possible um, pool of consumers. But at the same time, I, I guess who do you have a responsibility to? That's the question. As a publisher, do you have a responsibility to try to? What are your? I, mean, I want your opinion, Gonzo. Do you have a responsibility as a publisher to try to not alienate even the worst sectors of your audience? I don't know. I just 
you know, you don't get to censor a dude for showing support for like, for for you know, I I believe he was a Chinese player, right? Yeah. And oh like, yeah. You know, oh yeah. You know, if he's gonna and get up there and say yeah. liberate Hong Kong, and then you're gonna censor him, pull his money. Suspend him and only give it back once people start pressuring you and making you see, hey, you shouldn't do this. And then then you're going to come out and say, well, I don't think there should be politics involved in these games. Honey, you you could have just had it be a thing that happened. Well, and it is by by censoring him and pulling the prize money and doing all that. He is politicizing the game on the opposite end. He's feeding into the regime that this guy's standing up against which is if you don't want your thing to be politicized you take a completely neutral stance and you say okay he said that in his interview we have the chinese government saying what they're going to say about it our company and our game was not the thing it maybe gave him his platform but it was not our game that is politicized but you're still politicizing it by censoring him is is I don't know. It's is my opinion, but it's fucking tricky. And also, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Mr. Kotick, just don't say anything about what you feel about politicizing video games. Yeah, but you're and, you're drawing the fire. Well, you, you know, and I, this guy is. I mean, he's a notorious douchebag anyway. But my my issue with see. I understand what you're saying is now keep in mind we're talking about a I I, want to say a tyrannical regime but it's fucking China for Mm -hmm. Christ's sake Um, if you're if you're mainland Chinese you don't necessarily automatically call it a tyrannical regime but of course you don't do that because you'll get shot because you'll get shot but if you're, you know, if you're from Hong Kong, if you're from Tibet, if you're, you know, any of these, you've been seeing any of the things coming out of Hong Kong. Oh my God! Yeah, like I, I browse around Imager mostly because I stopped being entertained by Reddit, and so now it's just huh, I want to find the pictures. Yeah, and I've been browsing around a uh, user submitted lately, so it's all the most recent, recent things that yeah. it's not like the front page or anything, and so every morning you get on there and it's new pictures of what's going on and more posts about it because for a little while you know i caught i caught a lot of the news art uh news sources saying like oh they reversed the extradition bill now everything's happy and fine over in china again and you pop over there and immediately it's just no this is still going does anyone else feel like the world's burning currently yeah we got that chile is last i knew protesting Mm-hmm. Um, there was Zimbabwe. Uh, I saw pictures from an Iranian pro- protest earlier oh, today. They just shut too. off the internet again. Like in Iran, shit, they've they've shut off yeah. the internet in, like, in Iran. Like shit's going now and left and right. The world is burning. I will tell you that I work at a genomics laboratory, mm-hmm. um, and the majority of our scientists are Chinese immigrants. No, some are not even immigrants. Some are here on work visas, um, but the majority of them are are of Chinese descent, um, and are first generation. You know, like they're mm-hmm. from China, and um, a couple of the guys that I specifically work very closely with are from Hong Kong, and to talk to them 
and they get their perspective on what's happening over there. Um, it, it's very, very, very different from anything any Western media outlet could possibly stress to you. Um, you know, they are, um, they're not protesting because they want to. Right. They're protesting because to them it's a matter of life and death. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Their attitude is, oh, you know, when someone says to them, well, if you protest, you could get shot and killed. And in their mind, like, well, if we don't protest, we're going to die anyway. Like, it's, you know, like, uh, it's it's our way of life. It's it's way of life. It's, you know, who we are. So you know. there were there were a couple days ago, a couple pictures and, and things coming out, which was, you know, the Hong Kong police showed up uh, at the university mm-hmm. and. You know, they barricaded exits and they said, "Okay, if you're not rioting, you're allowed to exit through over here. And the people that were coming out were being rounded up, detained and arrested anyway for being rioters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then it was if you're not going to exit, you will be arrested as a rioter. Right. Right. So, you know, it's either way there. Um, There was another post about. And, you know, I, I don't, I've never been to Hong Kong and I certainly can't read Chinese uh, to, like, read actual testament. All I get is this sort of secondhand filtered down, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which still seems a little more significant than whatever you're going to get from media From, from Western media. Right. I, I, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I agree. So you, you there was apparently, oh, the, hey, he hit the microphone. Hey, it's just like home. So there, there's been a, a trend where if people are starting to get arrested, they will begin to yell their name and the fact that they have no intention of committing suicide mm-hmm. and that they have a will in their pocket and things like that because it seems like some people are getting straight up Gestapo suicided. Oh, a lot of people are. Di- yeah, a lot of people are committing suicide in, in, while in prison. Yeah, it's it's like yeah. there's a. Uh, you know, the world's on fire. Yeah, yeah. We're we're <laughs> we're descending into a dystopian hellscape. Well, you know what though, I don't agree. I agree, but I don't agree. Um. I I, I things are no worse than. In in certain aspects, things are not any worse than they were in the 90s when it comes to protesting all over the world. Um, in the 80s, you know, these places are, you know, there are places all over the world where people are rising up to to try to try and protest. I mean, Jesus, back in the day, you know, we, you know, in the 60s, we had, you know, protests here. And in some of those some of those protests turned out lethal, you know. Kent State is something you know. I mean, mm-hmm. immediately think of you know where you know our National Guard started just opening fire on 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 protesters. It wasn't even a riot; it was protesting, you know. So, you know, these things happen throughout history. It's what becomes of them that is going to determine whether or not you know what direction we go in. Um, I don't believe that protesting is an indicator of 
I don't know. I look at protests positively because it means that there's a large enough group of people with one voice standing up trying to get something well, done. Now, unfortunately, thing. in China, yeah. this never works out. No, like, I, and I'm not saying that protesting is bad. I'm just, right now... There's an awful lot of protesting happening. There's I a mean. lot, and I'm, <laughs> I'm just... Every day, it feels like we're closer and closer to, okay, well, someone with the big stick is going to swat really soon. The, the big thing I'm thinking of is, you know, with the amount of control the Chinese government can have over the media and things like that. This one is just big enough that it got enough coverage that they couldn't just sweep it under a rug. How many times could this have happened in the last decade that just got swept under the rug because it didn't get big enough and and Western media didn't end up covering it? I think it was even easier in the the 90s, in the 80s, because we didn't have access. This is one of the things you got to keep in mind. We have access to so much more information than we've ever had. And, you know, for all we know, it's always been this bad in these countries, well, but and- but they've always been able to suppress it in the media. Um, South Africa comes to mind. You know, South Africa at one point was in a state of constant protest. And the protests often got violent. And we probably heard, uh, and this is before you guys were born, um, you know, I mean, I remember being like 10 years old and hearing about some of this shit. And then later as I grew older, finding out that, oh, that was just scratch the surface. Mm. But, you know, the Associated Press could only get so much info out or, you know, or, you know, stuff was really like, you know, was, was suppressed before it happened. You know, this was, you know, you know. All it takes now is one cell phone video to get sent to the yeah. to the right person outside the country, and it's out there. Like this is uh, this this ties into <coughs> a, a conversation I was having with a couple people because you know some days at work I do a lot of work. Other days at work I wind up reading like Wikipedia articles about WikiLeaks sure. and uh, Snowden and and uh, every just. Well, Assange, about Assange just got the, uh, the, the, frankly, bullshit rape charge in Sweden finally dropped. Mm-hmm. So he's in prison in, he's in, prison in, in, in London, in England, for a legitimate reason. He, he went to jail for escaping from prison. Yeah. So, yeah, you go to jail for that. That's against yeah. the law. Yeah. But he's still, he, I mean, he's still trying to fight extradition to the U.S. Mm-hmm. But now well, that's the, what what yeah. the conspiracy theorists are about the the rape charges. It's that was designed to get him into an extra extradition friendly space. Yep. Where. Which I mean, like uh, Snowden, though, apparently is walking around Moscow nowadays, not even in a disguise anymore. Mm-hmm. He, he doesn't feel like he needs it. And so that got me reading, you know, just about WikiLeaks because I had known about it. Just yeah. You know, going into a bit more of a deep dive, and I support the notion that information wants to be free. Mm-hmm. You know, sure that that it wants to spread, it wants to be known and used. And I don't mean like information wants to be monetarily free. Yeah, information wants to be expensive, but it wants to also be free. Right. So I don't know it. 
I feel like we could be really close to some big, like, you know, Facebook has even started to kind of take a more, let's say, moral stance <laughs> on on at least sell, uh, encouraging the, like, fact-checking. And yet they're not, they're not, they're making a real bullshit stance on trying to do something about it. But, you know, that's, you know. I, but, you know, I, yeah, I, I no, feel I agree, like we're yeah. getting closer and closer to an area or to, to, to something that's more, you know, as people get more and more aware yeah. of the responsibilities of massive social networks mm -hmm. and and the spread of, of of that information you know it could it could turn out real well or we could all wind up in a mad max hellscape i don't know i i think that um i don't think that the the the, the likelihood of a mad max hellscape is going to happen i think we are more likely going to um end up more in some kind of totalitarian dystopia. Mm. I think, um, you know, it was, you know, one thing I had always said, um, and again, we, you know, we try not to get too, too political here, but... This has uh, been a very political segment. But there are no Trump fans at this table. And I've said that, you know, the only good thing about Trump becoming president is we are that much closer to yeah. the dystopian Blade Runner future that's, you know, where the corporations take over. We di didn't realize, didn't quite realize it was going to be so overtly um, done. Yeah. So. Yeah. Meanwhile, Amazon's going to own everything. Well, I mean, that's um, it. Yeah. Eventually, Amazon and Google are going to are going to, you know, run the country because they're going to own everything. They're going to like uh, Robocop. Mm hmm. The original. The, the it's going to be mega corporations. Yeah, I mean, you know, Robocop, OCP buys, mm -hmm. you know, funds and runs the Chicago police, uh, the uh, Detroit Police Department. Like, that's yeah. privatized, you know, privatized. Everything's getting privatized already anyway because of the amount of leeway rights and incentives that we give corporations for existing. Right. The whole Citizens United thing where corporations can exist as individuals and thus it's legal for them to, to lobby. Uh, it, it, again, it, it's, yes. I mean, it's just... I we're, feel like we're that's not, where we're going. I don't we're think we're going to... We're not quite, like, we're sort of in between where it could go Jetsons or it could go Robocop. Yep. You know? Like... Does the privatization eventually turn into this utopian stilted city with flying cars and everyone's happy and fine because everyone's everyone on the surface is a caveman? Yeah, but nobody knows what's happening on hey, the surface. Hey, <laughs> I don't think that's canon. <laughs> but I'm, it doesn't mean it shouldn't be. I'm pretty sure that the Jetsons meet the Flintstones is not canon. No, I think the cartoon The Jetsons Meet the Flintstones, it was through time travel. Yeah, they did time it travel. It was the Great Kazoo. It was the Great Kazoo that cost it. Oh wait, that was just a the actual cartoon. The the, 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 the conspiracy the, theory is that Jetsons and Flintstones happen, happen at, at the same, same time. time, and the Flintstones are it's head cannon. Yeah, no, no, no. I, but, I don't support that. But they did meet the Hanna Barbera cartoon where it yeah. happened. Was yeah. I'm almost absolutely sure it was because of the yeah, Great like, Kazoo. like the weird the weird episode where um, 
Bam Bam and Pebbles are grown up and Pebbles is having a baby. And for some reason, they're like full-sized actual human adults. But Fred and Wilma and uh, Barney and Betty are still the weird, like, janky but I don't now. know what you're talking about. You've never about. seen that one? I think the. Gr- I think you're confusing weird internet porn. No, no. no this is I, a know real exactly, I know exactly what he's talking it's about. It's a real episode, and it is like pe- uh, Pebbles and Bam Bam are done in like the He Man style. And the rest of the Flintstones are regular Flintstone style. And it's really unsettling and weird. I don't know. I also think that um, um, the Great Kazoo. I think you were smoking salvia while watching Boomerang. <laughs> I have never smoked salvia. I think that the I cr- watched a friend smoke incense and then realize it's incense and then make salvia into it. And he spent two hundred dollars on that incense. Jesus. That's a funny story. But <laughs> I think the is, great is that an and that's why story. No, that's, that's not. because no, that's not. That wasn't my lesson. That was me watching my friend pay two hundred dollars for incense. Because a guy told him that he smoked it and couldn't feel his eyeballs. <laughs> then getting back to the hotel room on our trip, him going out on our balcony, rolling it up, smoking it, going, this is fucking incense. Me laughing my ass off, and then him putting salvia into it so he could smoke the rest of it and feel something. Hey, spoiler alert. I can't feel my eyeballs now, naturally. <laughs> I believe that feeling your eyeballs is, in fact... A no. cause for concern. When they when they numb your eyeballs at the eye doctor, it does feel weird. Buying beet drugs on vacation, I'm discovering, is part of vacation. <laughs> so no, I went to recently, as we are aware, I went to Belize. Belize. What drugs did you buy in Belize? Jim? I bought no drugs in Belize, but I watched a, a friend of mine purchase um, edibles and some other beet drugs. They also offered us cocaine. Which we did not buy because I'm because not because they were offering. Oh no, no, they, no, they were like, "What do you need? You know, we got the green, we got the white. What do you need?" Um, I did not purchase the cocaine because I am no longer in my twenties and don't do coke. I mean, don't I've not done cocaine in many many years, and don't think that I would buy cocaine from a dude walking around on the beach selling you know drugs. So, oh, oh shit! So, so he bought some beat drugs. Like he bought some bought some drugs, and um, I did sample an edible, mm-hmm. and it was not. It would definitely. It was. It had marijuana in it. Mm-hmm. It was vile skunked fucking oh, no, weed. This wasn't even a drug dealer. This was a dude in a store that sold incense, telling this kid that the incense was drugs. <laughs> this was just a dumb fucking oh, kid. That kid. Oh. That, that guy's my fucking hero. Which is, then. Which is why it was that so is funny. a good salesman. Which Absolutely. is why it was so fucking funny when he dropped the two hundred dollars. We got back to our hotel room because this was this was a trip for our high school choir to go sing at a competition at Virginia Beach. Oh, you you know what's good for wait? Singing? This was at this was in this country. The guy. This was at the kid Virginia went to a Beach. Fucking, kid went to a fucking incense went store. To, went to a shop that had like the Bob Marley pot banners and shit like that hanging inside, and they were selling salvia. Well, I figured that's where he wound up was, getting that yeah, to mix but there, with his there was there was these like little weird funky packages that were just like sitting, and he was just like he asked the store owner, "What's that?" Because it was sitting next to the salvia, and the guy goes, "Oh man, that's some crazy shit, dude. That's some j- I smoked that shit, and I couldn't even feel my fucking eyeballs." And this kid was like, "Yeah, how much is it?" And the guy was like, 
I'll tell you what, I'll cut you a deal. I'll give you two packets for 200. And he was like, fuck yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> oh, I love this man now. Yeah. This guy's my hero. Yeah. That's, my that's capitalism hero. at work. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but so. Take advantage <laughs> of those children. So I, I, I think I told you both. I wound, I wound up going to, to see a concert on Halloween, right? Yeah. Yes. And uh, so. Y'all have been to concerts before and everything. Of course. Now, one of my friends who is there, um, he's going to remain nameless for this because... Statute of limitations isn't up? Well, uh, he didn't do anything (laughs) bad. It's just, I think that he's much more used to uh, outdoor concerts. Uh Uh-huh. You know, like big venue concerts with your porta-potty rows. Sure. And not... Indoor small venue. It, w- it was at the uh, it was at Infinity Hall in Hartford. So indoor small venue, you know. Yeah, sure. Y- y- you know, Joe. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if you've ever been in there, Jim. But so, so we're in there, and like I went to the bathroom, so I know exactly what's going on. Afterwards, we're standing outside having a cigarette. He's like, "Dude, I had to go use the bathroom. I think people were doing coke in there." Yes. Of course they were. It's a fucking concert. I'm dude. sorry. Have you never? Have Have you never? It's a trope for a reason. Have right. you not been out before? Like, it, it it's, it's a trope scene, for it's a the reason. Seen an American Psycho. Will you shut the fuck up. I'm trying to do cocaine here. Which I mean, I guess, f- if he was in fact used to outdoor venue, like you know, Oakdale theaters, or yeah. uh, if he if he was used to that. You know, people are, people are still doing cocaine in, in there, yeah. but you're in porta potties, so yeah, usually smoking weed. Yeah, at, what, a, at what, a big concert, usually smoking. Mm-hmm. Weed. Whatever people are doing, you're not. You don't walk into there and hear it echoing from the three dudes in the one stall, which, and it's just the, the constant. You know, it yeah. is a sound. It's like, yeah, yes, they they were doing cocaine, and what did you? Honey, you walked into the bathroom mid-show. What did you expect was going to be going on? <laughs> I'm sorry. Have you never watched a movie? <laughs> Have you never watched a movie? Do, do you... Uh, it was just... Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely... A, have you Have you ever been outside before? Yeah. Who let you out of your cage? Is this your first time? So, since I managed to derail the, no, the no, entire we thing went with a good, a, we went in a good direction, man. That's that's good radio. Um, I will give you an update on the Tomb of Horrors. Go for it. So we uh, at Couch Grouches, we do not believe in segways. <laughs> so, no, sometimes I'm really good at segways, but right now I'm not. Fair enough. Uh, in my defense, I didn't expect political talk with. Three fat white dudes to go on for that long. It was good though. Uh, political talk with three. F- hey, Fox News, <laughs> you looking to hire people? We got three fat white dudes who are going to talk about politics. I think that's like all that you do, right? <laughs> I was going to say it sounds like. Uh, are sounds you, like Fox y- are you, if we if gonna we were pay me to do to if we were a little that? more red blooded American? Oh, we could fake. We we're actors. <laughs> like Rimble Timbley could have his own Fox News show. I'm sure. Yeah, what would that be? I. <laughs> Uh, give give me a hot Rimble Timbley take on um. Sh- let's go with the the drug problem. 
Good hot take, Grimble. <laughs> Thank you nothing. for that. Um, I got nothing, man. So coming back to you with Tomb of Horrors, when last we left our intrepid adventurers, uh, they were in the Hall of Spheres, right? Yes. So, oh, man. Oh, the things that happen. Mind you, it was about a three-hour session, and they have successfully progressed to the chapel. They finished the Chapel of Evil. So they have moved one entire room away from where they were before in a three-hour session, which honestly isn't horrible progress. I'm not mad at that. It happens, yeah. So, you know, we're in the Hall of Spheres. Yeah. And while we're in the Hall of Spheres... They had just discovered that some of those spheres were illusions, yes. right? Yeah. That is yeah. what is supposed to happen, yes. <laughs> so You're running it right so far, Gonzo. So they figured out that they were illusions, and they start poking around. Um, so meanwhile, the, the kobold who had stumbled his way into the room with three chests opened it and got yes. spooked by the big old skeleton last time. Skeleton. He... Manages to go back, so they're they're poking around and they go through the the red sphere, which takes you back to the room with the skeleton. Back to the room with the skeleton. Yep. Now I had put the giant skeleton back away and sealed the chest again. Yes, I remember you said you were going to do that. Yeah, and so they get in there and they say, "Okay, well, we're not going to open that one. We know what's in there." So they check it out, and I reveal to them that you know, no, in fact, this, the neither the chests are none of the chests are trapped necessarily i mean maybe maybe that one with that teleports the skeleton in it could be considered a trap because uh, that to, to me that activates upon opening as opposed to uh what we'll get to in a little bit okay so they open up they actually open up the correct chest first they open the silver one and they okay. find the the crystal box with the with the magic ring in it mm mm-hmm. mhm they managed to deduce that this is probably trapped, and they mage-handed it up and out, and no one got hit by the darts that shoot out. Okay. So good. They're yeah. learning. Yes. And then they look at the other chest. Now, mind you, I've told them about our run-through. I've okay. told them a couple fun stories about this. Specifically, I've told them about, hey, in the Tomb of Horrors, there's a chest full of snakes. It is true. And mm-hmm. my character, Valeric, still has... A coffer full of the dead snakes from the Tomb of Horrors. That is also true. And I've made it a point to tell them about it because I think it's hilarious that I still have these dead snakes. And so they've heard many, many times, hey, in they've the Tomb regaled. of Horrors. They've been regaled of the dead snakes. Hey, guys, in the Tomb of Horrors, there's a chest full of dead. There's a chest full of snakes. Mm-hmm. There's a chest full of snakes. So they're looking at this chest. They, they get the magic ring out and they go, huh. All right. Is that one trapped? I say, no, this one is not trapped. Now, this is what I was getting to. That one with the skeleton, I might consider it a magical trap that gets activated when it gets open. You know, it's not really written out in the book whether it is or not. Mm -hmm. But I could see since it activates upon opening. Right. It's not, and it specifically says that it teleports into the room. It's not, it jumps out of the box. Yeah. So. I would consider it maybe a, a trap or or maybe a silent alarm sort of thing. You're being you're being kind. Now the other one though. I feel like you're being kind. Well, also Chad already opened that one and okay, knows yeah. that the skeleton knows comes the out. skeletons in there. That's right. Um, yeah. So they get to the last one. They're like, "Is this one trapped? No, this one is not trapped. 
Okay, I'm going to open it. It's full of snakes. They cracked up for about five minutes while they realized, oh, shit. We knew there was a chest full of snakes, Mm -hmm. and this was a chest. Why didn't we think it would be full of snakes? And I rule that that is not a trap. That is just a chest full of pissed off snakes that spring out. Yeah. It was. It's not. It's, it's not. It's specifically not supposed to be considered a uh, a, a trap. trap yeah. Like that's. It's there to circumvent the trap. In that, it's there to go. Hey, even with all your skills, it's the tomb of horrors. Yeah, here's some yeah. snakes. You never know what could happen. So they fight off the snakes and they come back through, and then uh, Chad, who's playing the kobold, wants to continue through the next one, which is the black spear. Okay. Which leads you to the uh, the the Chapel of Evil, which is which is, the, where, you which is where you do want to go. Yeah. But so he's over there. It's also the only other exit from this place, because okay. yep. there's actually no, there is one secret door that they didn't look for, and that just leads you to the maze of secret doors that takes you back to the 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 first hallway. The first hallway, yeah. Um, that's the one way. That's the one way. Yeah. Door, yeah. So, yeah, that's the one that's one way into there that I fucked up. No, you fucked up the crawl space. Yep. But I think that this one is a one way into into this room as well. Okay. Because it's supposed to be the you inspect the uh mural, you realize that you can chip away the yes. the mural in the first room yes. and this is your shortcut here. Right. Without having to figure out your uh your your misty puzzle. Right. So they so Chad's going to go through the black one and Jim wants to not you, my other mm-hmm. buddy Jim. Yep. You know, the one I refer to as my other Your buddy other Jim. Buddy Jim yeah. Um so he goes with Chad, they go through there. The other two decide that they really don't like the fact that Chad's kobold, who is affectionately named uh Scrambles the Perceptive. <laughs> he is an arcane trickster who only just recently remembered that he needs a spell focus and he didn't take one. Jesus. So uh, this was actually <coughs> part of the reason that that Jim was going to go with him. It was the idea that you know maybe maybe he's got some treasure that could be improvised as a spell focus, and I ruled that okay. that's totally fine because as much as I love the idea of a totally useless arcane trickster, hmm. I want to give him something to you do. Don't, yeah, you right. still want I'm him not to being have a good mean. time. No, yeah, it's so. Yeah. He's going after them. The other two decide, fuck this. This kobold is just screeches, high-pitched and loud, and we don't like it. So we're going to go any other way. Hey, there's a swirling gate full of orange mist over here. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, no, not the orange mist. Orange mist is the gender swap. Oh, okay. This one is the uh, green mist or something. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is. This is the one that uh, teleports you back to the start, naked, with no equipment. Which is not what I did. I used the the other thing because I rolled for the other thing, the the rod. Yes, I misused the rod, yes, which does did. the same thing. Um, so they look at me and they say, "Okay, well, we're gonna walk through that mist." Yeah, yeah, you're gonna. Are you sure? Are you now? Yeah, we're gonna walk through that mist. Okay, you walk through that mist and. <gasps> I'm so happy right now because you're back at the beginning, stark naked, both of you, no equipment, no nothing. They find their way back. They're still naked. They eventually make it into the Chapel of Evil. 
At which point, almost immediately, Josh touches the altar, setting off the lightning setting bolt. Off the lightning bolt. Um, they fuck around with the skeleton on the floor before realizing that it's nothing. They attempt to fuck around with the two pots in the corners, which are nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like a lot of that stuff is nothing. Eventually, and it's just meant to seem like something. Eventually, they fumble around with the candelabras, and one knocks into the altar a second time, causing it to explode. It's at this point that they're like, "Okay, well, now what?" Are they well, not taking damage? Well, no, they're taking damage. They're taking a lot of damage. Okay. I've knocked these level 15 characters. Oh, that's pretty right. much. You made them 15. That's I right. I knocked them pretty okay. much down to like double digit health. Yeah. Most of them. That's impressive. Okay. That's, um, I've, I've forgotten that you had them be such high level. That's yeah, right. I, I gave them, I threw them that bone. Uh, so then Two they. Two horrors, dude. It's a completely acceptable bone to throw. So then they open the gas trap pews. And that starts spewing out. Two of them decide, fuck this, and book it out. The other two, and this is mostly thanks to a couple really good rolls plus a natural 20 from Chad. He disarmed that trap, and then they used the fireball thing to blow up the gas because that was fun for me, too. 45 minutes later, they figured out to check the blank east wall for secrets because they're sitting around, and I've described to them the same room five, ten different times in various states of, all the pews are closed. These pews are opened. Guys, you've literally touched everything in here except for the seemingly blank east wall. (laughs) (laughs) Seemingly blank east wall. Guys, guys, look. Look at the east wall. Fucking go to the east wall. I am God. Go to the east wall. This is a vision. (laughs) You're being guided by divine providence. Search the east wall and roll well. At which point they fed 30,000 Electrum pieces into the coin slot because despite how many times they've had me repeat the riddle from the floor, they seem to not understand that it's got a picture of a ring above the slot. Put a ring in the slot. Put put a ring in the slot. It's in, it's in the riddle. Guys, that's the only part of the riddle that makes any fucking sense the, to anyone. The tomb anyone. even gives you the ring. Like, the tomb and mm. makes it really easy for you to put it in the slot. So eventually, eventually they figure it did out. You have to spoon feed, did, did you have to spoon feed it to him, pretty much? No, this, eventually they figured it out. After wasting a bunch of money. So the door opens, and that's when they looked at me and said, okay, well, it's about time to f- wrap up for tonight. Like, great, you made it one room farther than you were before. (laughs) (sighs) So that's where we are now. Um, God. So I'm having fun, though. I am having fun. So let's move on to something else. You know what we haven't done? What? Joe. Yeah. If people have ideas for news or (laughs) segments... How do they get in touch with us? Uh, they can email us, couchcrouches at gmail.com. They can uh, find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash couchcrouches. They can find us on Instagram and Twitter at couchcrouches. And they can find us on YouTube by searching couchcrouches. So I'm looking at the clock, and we're an hour 23 in. <laughs> Good episode, everyone. <laughs> hey, did we did we, ma- <laughs> did we actually have a plan for this episode? Did we have meat we were going to do? Joe had an idea that I liked very much, so but maybe we'll do it next yeah, episode. Was it the idea that I also liked, but none of us 
straight up said in the chat that which, we liked yeah, and which that we were going to go with. Which of the two ideas was it? I liked the to. the building the dungeon one. Yeah, that's Gonzo's idea too. I yeah, that that that, that was the one that actually Joe and I were kind of talking about it. Like, no, that's a real cool idea. No, I like that idea. Yeah. And then no one said anything. About I was just it the whole I, time. I, well, work just piled. Yeah. Work just piled so, on me. Well, a we can do that next for next week. Yeah, next week, guys. Um, uh, so you know what else we didn't do? What hot takes on the Mandalorian? Well, that's I was just about to ask you. Yay. Let's let's move on to that because uh, we still have time. Obviously, yeah. uh, Gonzo, you seem to have very strong emotions about the Mandalorian. By the way, just everybody, we're going to just tell you right now. Bear with me here for a second. Um, we're going to talk about the Mandalorian with spoilers. Just whenever we talk about the Mandalorian, because the show comes out on Fridays, we are we record like at least five days afterwards. Yeah, yeah. you can, you know. So we're going to assume that if you're interested in the Mandalorian, you will have watched it within five days from its release. I mean, I don't think I'm going to hit terribly. I mean, no. th- this time I am going to hit no, one. No, it's kind of a big plot baby point. Yoda. I mean, Baby Yoda, Baby Yoda is, we Yoda all know about it. My Google News feed, at least like 25 Star times, Wars so. has said that it's not a spoiler at this yeah. point. So, I mean, but so go ahead. Yeah. So, just we're going to talk about them. So, like, yeah. So, first off, I'm going to jump on that bandwagon. And uh, Baby Yoda's adorable, and he is my spirit animal, and I love him. Yeah. He's so cute. And I would honestly be surprised both ways. I would be very surprised if that was a puppet. I would also be very surprised if that wasn't a puppet. It's both. I know. It's wonderful. It is both. Yeah. It, it's it's fantastic. Um, and it's so cute. Uh, so second of all, I do not like the hairy egg. Ugh. I just do not <laughs> like the hairy egg. I just... Ugh. I like nothing about... The egg itself. I, was, I like nothing about what I the was, Jawas did to it. That's that's my thing. <laughs> I was fine with the egg itself. I was like, that's weird that the egg is hairy, but okay. But then they like had the weird egg eating party, and I. I mean, basically, it's like, what, like you went through all of that just to just to slop through that just, egg. Yeah, like, dipping their hands in like it's Winnie the Pooh with a pot of honey and like going for the egg yolk. I, I, I did, do not like the hairy egg. Um, so one of the things I I did like about that episode and I like kind of what they're doing um it's efficient um you know th- they show you the last 60 seconds of that battle against that beast mm-hmm. you know whereas some you know the, you know on some of these shows they would well, show I mean, them go I mean, in you, you know they I'm would, sure if this was an hour long show they would like yeah, have be, taken some more time he'd be tussling in the cave as opposed to Cut away to noises of struggle, and then he flies out of cave. But I think even with an hour-long show, that's a more effective way yeah. of doing it. Because you don't need to see it. You know, you just get enough. I'm sorry. Continue, Gonzo. Uh, excuse me. I was getting thirsty. Uh, I really like the detail shots of the sand crawler. Sure. Like, it's kind of fantastic to see all those little doors opening mm. up. Because I remember from, uh, oh, there was, so I had a demo disc for it. And it came with my copy of Star Wars Droid Works, which was a fun game that does not age well. Um, and also is unplayable on modern PCs because the physics was tied to the frame rate. And as graphics processors of it's like trying to emulate like Mario Kart on mm-hmm. a P- 
PC emulators and not clamping the frame rate. Right. It just, it's way too, f- you can't yeah. do anything. It's right. impossible. Um, and that's a, that's a symptom. Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. Uh, I saw that scene, talk about video games. I saw the scene and I immediately thought of Super Star Wars. Yeah, when for, they're poking out for the for for the for the Super Nintendo, mm-hmm. Luke has to get to the top of the uh, of the Sandcrawler to go and save R two D two. Just them popping out and shooting at him and throwing things at him. That yep. happens in that fucking yeah. video. You, sh- Favreau or whoever was responsible for that episode played that video game when yeah. they were a child. Like it is clear that they played that video game. Uh, and. Belief for you, sir. I also really liked uh, the shots of inside the sandcrawler. Yeah. Yeah. Not just in the droid hold, which we've seen. The cockpit. But being up in the cockpit, which is sized for Jawas, Mm -hmm. and it looks very uncomfortable. It had a lot of really good greebling that was done there, Mm. uh, both in the cockpit and on the outside of that sandcrawler. It looked to me like it should, Mm -hmm. you know? So that was that was real nice, real impressive. I really like the. I mean, you saw it coming a mile away. The final triumphant stand up on the top of that sand crawler before just taking ion bolts to the chest <laughs> yeah. and tumbling down off. Yeah, that was gonna. Ha- that was always gonna happen, mm-hmm. and they they played with that in just the right way. Makes like, you, it makes me really glad that he doesn't have a jetpack like Boba Fett, because yeah. that just would have... Yeah, listen, Boba Fett's jetpack could barely take a light poke from a blind Han Solo <laughs> flailing with a pole. Well, I, you know, I and then I Boba think... Boba Fett? Boba Fett, where? where? But then I think of Jango Fett with, like, really being able to use the yeah. jetpack well, and, you know... It's, I like the fact that he's not Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that he works differently than Boba Fett. I like the fact that Everything he does is not like Boba Fett. So, um, I liked. So these these were all things that like mm-hmm. I really liked. Um, excuse me. Oh uh, shit! There was there was another one on the tip of my tongue. Oh, just overall, it's kind of constantly throwing winks and nods to the man with no name. Oh my god! So you much. Oh, just it. This is yeah. space. Spaghetti Western. It is. Yeah. And it's fantastic and fun for that. Um, we talked briefly about it last week, too. The music is mm-hmm. perfectly it suited is. for this. Uh, and it kind of has that yeah. type type vibe to it. Yeah. I got to say, I, I yeah. straight up love how this Mandalorian disintegrated people. I was going to yeah. say that as because, well, yeah. I mean, that line... That line makes no goddamn sense in Empire Strikes Back. Why? See, I disagree that it doesn't make any sense. I think the the purpose of that line is just to say that this is a brutal, badass dude, and when Darth Vader's telling you to take it easy, maybe you're a mildly psychopathic killer. When Darth Vader's like, hey, dude, it's like it ju- I, it just I, seems, I need that shit intact, It just please. seems very much like a non sequitur, the way it's delivered, too. And just the, you know... I want him alive. No disintegrations. You in particular. Yeah. Except I don't even know if it's a him in particular. He points at him. He points at Boba Fett. That, says that, no, no considerations. No, no, no considerations. No disintegrations. But yeah. so I loved that. Uh, this has kind of become a slightly canon thing, which is, hey, Mandalorians—they like to disintegrate things. They I guess. They tend yeah. to disintegrate. Things, um, yeah. 
I also really like that. Okay, so I believe that in Mandalorian canon, um, his his blaster is not considered called a disruptor or right. anything. Mm. But you know, video game canon and, and EU canon, the these weapons that would disintegrate things would be disruptors and. Especially in video game canon, disruptors have always been portrayed as yellow mm-hmm. blasts, mm-hmm. and sure enough, he's shooting yellow blasts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I like these little little winks and nods to to established uh, sort of visual stylings, and I, I'm not going to call it canon anymore because it's EU legends. But yeah, they're bringing back these little bits and bobs. Um, I'm going to say one thing I didn't really careful well one that episode felt super short for some reason they both feel yeah. super short and the fact is they're not they're, yeah it's just the way they're well, i mean they're half an hour they're two they're mm. they're shorter than what we're used to from an online show especially a show that you can't binge um, um, may, maybe it's just it maybe it's saying good things about the overall pacing of the show that yeah. it feels like wow that was fast but except it was, wasn't this it, one was close to 10 minutes shorter than episode one it wasn't was it? it was i think this one was like 34 and episode one was like 42 i don't know but so uh one thing though that i did not really and i'm fine with it i'm i'll get over this but it was just <laughs> the baby yoda using the force like okay okay i get it um but the Yoda species has been sort of this untouchable, untouchable uh, element mm-hmm. for so long in EU that you know it's like why? But one thing I legitimately hated about the EU was hey, you know, Darth Vader and the Emperor went on a crusade and they wiped out all but a few remaining Jedi, except for literally, I guess, all of them who are still alive for some reason, EU canon. Well, because they 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 drove the Jedi almost to extinction, except for, like, this literal entire planet full of them or something. I'm looking at you, Dathomir. Yeah, but those aren't Jedi. Those are Force users. See, I, I think the point is, you know, the party line is that all the Jedi were murdered or were destroyed by the Sith. Um, I feel like I feel like Obi Wan of anyone, Obi Wan who was Darth Vader's teacher, mm-hmm. Obi Wan who was there and saw the clones turning on everyone, Obi Wan of anyone should be the one who's like. Yes, the Empire says they wiped out the Jedi, but actually, there's still like a good. 5,000 on this planet alone or something. Obi-Wan's exact words were, and this is the only time he ever talks about it, it says, now the Jedi are all but extinct. Now keep in mind, you're talking about a planet of 5,000 Jedi. No, you're talking about a planet of like 5,000 Force users. They're not all trained Jedi. He said the Jedi are all but extinct. Now what does that mean? There could be younglings that are still alive. There could be fallen Jedi that are still alive. There could be weird force traditions that are still alive. What am I missing? Is there a planet full of trained Jedi that I don't know about? Or are we talking about the little Yoda people? Well, the, the reason I'm getting back to the... to The reason I'm getting off onto this was because, like... I really kind of wanted to see them 
subvert that expectation, I guess. When you see the little baby Yoda, your brain goes, oh, shit, that's Yoda. Mm -hmm. He's going to be he's going to use the force and be dope and a Yoda. But I kind of wanted him to just be, I don't know. A little wrinkly green alien thing that didn't have the force. So people, go ahead, oh, go ahead, John. I was interested in because they have the scene of of you know the Mandalorian fixing his armor and doing all that stuff, and he has the cut oh, in his arm and it, it reaches up for adorable. the cut. He was still try- he was trying to heal it, and yeah. that's I would like to see because they don't really touch on that a lot in Star Wars canon of like the healing properties of the Force. So, see, oh shit! And what if Yoda is actually just the adult form of a midichlorian? <laughs> well, so the 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 awesome thing starting with um, uh, Episode Seven is they've shown these new interesting ways of using the Force that they didn't. Oh man, he froze that fucking when blaster bolt in midair. I mean, that yeah, was so cool. Yeah, opening scene, he freezes the that blaster bolt midair. Dope. Like there were, there are uses of the Force that we're seeing now. I believe my exact words were, "Huh, yeah, <laughs> never seen that before." Yeah, so like, there are new interesting things and things that have been touched on but never really expanded on, like the uh, communication between Luke and Leia in Empire that we now have in episode 7 the Ray Kylo standing in a in a force connected room together seeing each other you know it's they're doing all of these expanding things of how the force works and what the force can do so i was very interested in seeing what this little yoda was going to do with its force powers to like is he just going to pull the skin together so that it can be like sewn together with the force like what w- I mean, what was the plan well, like, there baby yoda so like i said though i'm gonna get over it and i'm excited to see what goes on it's just if if there was one moment of disappointment for me and it was very mild disappointment that was immediately fixed by the fact that i can't stay mad at that baby yoda he's so <laughs> cute he's so cute and yeah yeah buddy you can use the force too and you get all tuckered out and you sleep for like Three days three straight. Three days afterwards, um, yeah. But you're, you're fucking... You, but you you're know so, what? He so at least cute. went to bed with a full belly because he ate that whole frog on his own. He did. <laughs> and he's so adorable, and I'm all about that. But I guess it was just kind of... For me, maybe disappointment's the wrong word. For me, I believe it was just when he holds his hand out and he's levitating the, the big rhino thing... Mm. It, for me, it was just much more of a, oh, of course he uses the force. So, so I think that's what it was. A couple people, and I and I and I and I, I had this at first kind of knee jerk reaction, you know, kind of the, the the way I do sometimes. But then I kind of so some people were like, well, why does you know you know one of the things I was looking forward to in this series is that there wasn't going to be any force. Which my response is, guys, it's a Yoda. No, no, just in general, it's Star Wars. Yeah, the Force is integral to Star Wars. It is. It is. Penetrates us. It is. Yes. And binds the universe together. It is integral to the universe. One with the Force. The Force is with me. Okay. So if you don't want the Force, don't watch Star Wars. If you don't like the Force. Star Wars is not for you. 
Okay. Oh, but I just want smugglers and shit shooting each other. You know what? Watch Firefly. Watch All Rogue right. One. Watch. Ro- but you know what? The Force existed there it too. It does. But there are no Force users other than Darth Vader in that movie. Well, first you of all, make the argument that the the two gay Asian guys. There was, there was, there was. The guy was blind and fucking using. You know, that's just, that's just, that's the same as the power of Christ. But that's which all it is? is he? He fully, he it, fully believes that the force will protect him, and the force does. Just like people, you know, fully believe that Jesus will yeah, protect the, their kids, yeah, and then the, they get polio. Yeah, but the point is that he didn't get polio. He fought yeah. while being blind, and it wasn't just that he was putting well, his faith in the force protecting him. It's the fact that the force protected it's him. It's the fact that it was fate. He got to. He did the one thing. He pushed the button he was supposed to push, and then he got shot with the blaster. Right, but that could be said. That's the will of the force. See, that's the point. But he's not using it. The force is using him. Right, but th- but the fact oh. is, is that it's still oh, present. Oh, oh, honey, you want to start this conversation? No, because we're going to start <laughs> getting into the actual like mythology of the jedi in canon so we have we've gone an hour and 40 minutes i'm okay you don't want to get me started on this this right conversation now. could take hours it will so i'm gonna just move on segue really easily because our first piece of mail we are all of us tools of the force is the force is acting through us um i think gonzo will specifically appreciate this all right email steven lay it on me yeah, that's right, Stephen. I knew it was you. It says, "Hey Grouches, before I have a atta- before uh, below, uh, hey Grouches, I have attached a fan theory about Star Wars. Well, I yes. don't always like fan theories, and with a lot of the EU being retconned by Disney, this may it's not, not hold up. No, it's just been made into legends. This may not hold up anymore, but with the addition of Disney Plus, it's easier to access Star Wars universe for many more people. It still is an interesting thought, provoking read." This might even be a good one for an entire episode. I can see this dragging you guys down a pretty deep rabbit hole, so have fun with it, and I can't wait to hear your thoughts. Now, well, here's like the theory. 15 minutes before I get grumpy. Yeah, but here's the theory. I think we've talked about it before. It's the theory that the Emperor knew about the Yuzhong Vong invasion, invasion and that all of his weapon building and stuff like that was to prepare for the, ine- the inevitable invasion uh, and that he knew about it. Now, mind you, some of the the later books kind of confirm that. You know, yeah. like the whole outbound flight thing indicates that when they went to the to the outer 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 rim, they came across something. Yeah, likely the Yuzhen. It's so I feel like it's already been the the first Anakin Skywalker Obi Wan Kenobi um, book with the like, organic ships yeah. and things like that. Yeah, Zonama Sakat. Mm. Like I feel like that, and Sonoma Sakat showed up at the end of the Yuzhong Wong trilogy, yeah. Yuzhong Wong saga. Yeah, anyway. that was kind of how they won. That was it? that was the Deus Ex Machina. Um, so I feel like <sighs> that's kind of been thought of. What is Gonzo's getting kind of uh, getting kind of no, flustered? I just, I, so I want to hear what your what your thought is. No, I just hate, fucking hate the Vong War, and yeah, so that's one part of the EU that I'm glad doesn't exist anymore. And uh, honestly, it's one of the parts of the EU that I never really committed to memory. I didn't commit it to memory. I read them all. Um, I read them all, and... Like, there's a whole lot... And you would expect me to have committed some of it to memory, because the entire Vong War is centered around my young Jedi Knights. Mm-hmm. You know, you got your Jason and Jaina mm-hmm. and Ben mm-hmm. and Anakin Solo mm-hmm. and Ben Skywalker and and 
Mara Jade's up in there too for yep. a while. And Tenelka's there. You even got Lobaka. Lobaka. And, and fucking um I can't remember his name right now. Is the Lobaka the offspring of Chewbacca and Lobot? Chub- He's Chewbacca's nephew. <laughs> <laughs> Chewbacca and Lobot. That's fantastic. Chewbacca's nephew. And he's got his little translator droid, MTD, who's basically like if you took a C-3PO head but made it shaped like a potato and really <laughs> small and dangled it from a belt instead of being a full droid. Except later he gets the ability to float around because they fit him with a repulsor lifts on Mechas 3 when they go there with the kid that I can't remember the fucking name of. He's a big... he, uh, He's, he's the, one of the ones who got... Something, something with the Killix during the Vong War. Um, oh, I know who you're talking about. Shit. I'm going to look him up, but I know who you're talking he's about. He's like a super significant character who started out sort of as their nerdy friend at the Jedi Academy until you get Brackus. to... Brachus. No, Brachus no, is the evil no, one. No, not Brachus. Zek? No, Zek is the one who turns evil, then turns good. And then just kind of becomes a mercenary for a while. Um, so, I mean, the characters I have are Jason, Jaina, Lobaka, MTD, Tanelka, Zek, Brachus, Anja Galardro, no. um, Raynar Thule. That's it, Raynar Thule. Him. Yeah. Um, what was I talking about? That's all right. Yeah, Jedi whose personality is altered by joining the Killix mm-hmm. in the Darkness Crisis. Killick Joiner. That's the one. Yep, absolutely. So, Steven, sorry to disappoint you on us, you know, no, having I a mean, potential for, for a huge debate. I, I just I, I could, feel like, I but could, I feel but like we've talked about this I would before, just need, too. I would just need a bit of time. You know what? You give me a bit of time to put together a case and to, like, consult sources and, and, mm-hmm. and gather things. Uh, to me, I, I'll treat it like a real conspiracy theory where I will gather up, like, supporting evidence of it. I feel and like I, a lot's I, out there now. I, feel I like, do think so. I feel like, And I feel like Timothy Zahn continued it. When he did the uh, the the more the additional Thrawn stuff, yeah, because he made it very clear that the Chiss knew about the Yuzhong Vong invasion at the end of the Clone Wars. Yeah, so they knew that the the, the Yuzhong Vong were coming. So, so I mean, I think that it honestly, I think the bigger conspiracy here is that uh, this is the EU writers attempting to make us care about a really god-awful arc that happened in the <laughs> Star Wars EU. Yes. By tying this thing that's almost universally hated back to things that we love. Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> it's like, we don't even stop. Yes. Now... I have a hard time now disagreeing Darth with you. Now, fucking Cadis. Okay, moving on. <laughs> he's dope. And and the fact that Jaina Solo... He dies gets, like a bitch. Jaina Solo gets trained by Boba Fett's daughter... Who spent her and Boba life, Fett. Who spent her life trying to hunt down Boba Fett before finding an old clone of Jango Fett and thinking that was Boba Fett, and then they got along and then everything was okay, but also it's gritty and dark, and then she teaches Jaina Solo how to kill Jedi, specifically so Jaina can kill her twin brother, who is now Darth Cadis. Yeah, that's what happened. And like it's it's Super important to me because again, I grew up reading the Young Jedi Knight books. So Jason Solo, he, he, he was a buddy. He, he was a buddy of mine. Our uh, our our second piece of mail today comes from Sarah. Hi, Sarah. She says, "Hey, Grouches. I know I've missed a few. My schedule's been a little wonky lately. Gonzo, I'm sorry. I know you've missed me. I mean, here's the thing. I called out both Sarah and Stephen last week, and we got emails yeah. from both Sarah and Stephen this week. 
So who Thank are you, Sarah? Who are you calling out this week? I'll fucking call out. You know what? We already did call out uh, uh, Sam. Uh, Sam. Sam. I mean, we did specifically call out. So you called him out very specifically earlier. He's the only one who's British that I know. So Anyone gonna, else to call I'm out? I'm going to call out Doug. Goddamn right you are. Doug. Put Doug, if you will. What, where th- what the actual fuck, Doug? I miss you. I miss your questions. I, I'm not just saying that just to say it, but like... You know, hit me with any of them questions. Give give me a good thinker. Give me a head scratcher. Give me a depressing. Uh, maybe don't give me a depressing. We're coming up on a bad time. Yeah, no, we really are. Um, um, Sunday, actually. Yeah, Sarah says, I don't really have any specific questions slash lectures at the moment. That's okay. But if you do a top five of topics you'd like to hear me rant about, I'd be happy to expound oh, on a suggested shit. theme. So here's what I think. We should not do a top five, but we should come up with a top five for Sarah to rant about. F- top five what? Joe, go. Top five candy animals. I f- now you just put words <laughs> together. No, I got it. I got it. Top five cereal mascots. Oh, Booberry. Oh, wait. No, this wasn't for me. This is for, <laughs> this for is Sarah. For Sarah. Okay. Um, Sarah, top five cereal mascots. Top five cereal killers. Alternately, top five serial killers. I will say, for purposes of these rules, for top five serial mascots, Snap, Crackle, and Pop do represent one mascot. Wait, wait. Top five serial mascots who could be serial killers. Done. Wait, I feel like... So I'm conf- I I got confused by the premise of what we were doing. I thought we were doing a top five of top five things that we wanted her to rant about. <laughs> oh, shit. Meta. Meta. No, I don't. My, it's getting late. My brain can't handle that 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 amount of layers. Why do you think I said gummy animals or whatever the fuck I said? <laughs> All right, no, no, uh, for now. Unless you got a good one. Hold on. Oh. Uh, Damn it! No, okay. I thought I had a good one. So, Sarah, right now, lamely enough, we give you two. We got top five serial mascots and top five serial killers. No, we had three because there was a top five top serial five. mascots who could be serial killers. Yeah. You really liked that. I one. like that one. Top five you know, serial if, mascots that could be serial killers. If we've only got two more, we might be able to do the full meta top five about top fives for her to rant about. No, I'm which all set. Includes Serial killers. Technically, serial we, mascots who could be serial killers. And Technically, serial we only need one more because I did say top five candy animals. All right, you did say top five count. candy animals. Okay, no, we can count that. I don't so know what more. a candy animal fucking like is. Like gummy bears. Like gummy, gummy worms. worms. Like gummy snake. Like That's gummy just octopus. A big, th- those are just big versions of gummy worms. Like gummy beard. What? You never seen the gummy beard? No. Yeah. It's like LeBron James. A beard Bronson. isn't, but a beard <laughs> isn't an animal. It could be, but it's no. A beard goes on a bear. Top five excuses for not going to, not doing. Top five excuses for breaking plans. Boom five. I'm confused. Was that calling someone out? Nope. That's just another one because I have that myself. Um. Man, I wanted to do something about fabrics, but I don't know enough about them. Like, and I don't want to sound like um, what? What's the word? 
Uneducated. Um, no, what? No, the one where you're trying to sound like, but you're actually accidentally talking down about something. Are you mansplaining? Or no, no. Gaslighting. No. Willfully ignorant. No. Is sardonic the word? What does that word mean? What I'm gonna look that one up. Here, you finish the show. I'm gonna look this up. <laughs> um. Whoop. <laughs> No, that's grimly mocking or cynical. So maybe? Yeah, maybe. It could be. Um, I didn't want to be doing that. There. You know what? We're going to call those those for now. And uh, tell you what, if you have if you have top five ideas for Sarah, Joe, how can they get them to us? Uh, it's couchcrouches at gmail.com. That's the email. Facebook.com slash couchcrouches is Facebook. Uh, at... Couch Crouches on Instagram and Twitter is our uh, Instagram and Twitter. And uh, search Couch Crouches and find our uh, logo on YouTube. Still waiting for more um, more um, subscribers to the YouTube channel. We're trying to put some stuff on it. But, uh, you know, we need we, we need as much incentive as you need for us to do it. So let's, let's, let's make this happen, people. Top five pornographic film plot hooks. Oh, lemon stealing whores, number one. <laughs> Gonzo, Black Magic Corner. <laughs> Have you contacted the demons? <laughs> Have you never heard of lemon stealing whores? <laughs> oh, we gotta learn you, Jim. Uh, no, no, I, I don't believe that I have. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens this weekend, I guess. For Couch Crouches, this is Jim. I'm Joe. <laughs> that hasn't happened in a while. <laughs> it's because we haven't had the theme song out in the background in a while. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, Go- I'm Gonzo. There you go. <laughs> Fuck on, audience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I've almost slammed my microphone. <laughs> well, no, you, we play me off with that. Whatever. Um, lotion is just skin mayonnaise. <laughs> oh, oh no. yeah. No, no. We're, we're, we're hitting stop on that. That's oh, fantastic. No.